right, welcome to Valorant, episode number 56. Um, you, do you want to try that, that again? Is that serious? Was that like a joke? Yeah. What? You said, welcome to Valorant? Did like I, you skipped the drunk. Did I? Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you're recording. Yeah, you could go back and that was it already. Yeah, I swear to God, in my head, I said, "Okay, this is staying in like last time." <laughs> well, welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number fifty-six. There we go, take two. Um, sometimes you know, player two is always better. So sometimes it takes. Yeah, are they, takes are they the person try. that I'm facing in a gun duel? Because then, yes. Ooh. <laughs> mm. they're always better than me i don't know what it is hmm. must not be smart hard it. enough oh you're right holy. that's my problem all these silvers yeah. they're really just tapping me constantly Alrighty, well hunter i see you got a drink in hand you want to elaborate on what perchance that may be yeah i absolutely will um i am really enjoying this uh this is the Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA, weighing in at, weighing in at a hefty nine point five percent. It is an Imperial IPA, which I was just doing a little googling before the pod, and I found out that I thought Imperial IPA was different than like a double or triple IPA, but it turns out Imperial and double are the same thing when it comes to IPAs, according to what I found. I was online. thinking it might have been different than a metric IPA. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's Cass like, is already disappointed in his child. It's already it's a uh, it's like about like two point four six um, metric IPAs in an imperial IPA. I'm pretty sure it's two point five four. Oh my goodness! But uh, yeah, yeah. But either way, the uh, I mean, the, I'm really you can argue it. over the numbers, but I I think that's just what it is. Sorry, <laughs> it's it's all good. It's all good. It's a a great marriage of like the bitterness of a double IPA with a little hint of haziness. And then just the fruit flavor is really good as well. It's like refreshing. It hits the tongue right away. Um, yeah, this is really good. This is uh, definitely a top top five uh, IPA on the podcast for me. Damn. Yeah, that's high. You opened it earlier and you, you had a little ex- exclamation of joy. You were like, "Ooh, this is delicious!" So, um, oh yeah, yeah, sounds good. I don't know if that was in that that pack that I bought. That was Voodoo Ranger, right? Yeah, but I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't. Voodoo I don't Ranger think has a lot of variety. Kind of was there. Yeah. It is impressive. I'm surprised they are all called the same thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like it's New Belgium Brewing Co. It's not like Voodoo Ranger is the brand. So mm-hmm. why? Yeah. What the Voodoo Rangers series is based around, I'm not sure. It's like, is there, is there like a base hop that they then add other hops to? Is it Voodoo? <laughs> it sounds like Voodoo it could hops. be a hop name. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if it is. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I'd say it might be something that like they've got like the same basic formula for. And then they like make addendums to the formula as needed to get different flavor profiles. But they're not. But like they're sticking with like the base recipe. The base yeah mm-hmm. probably that is what it is but but yeah i don't actually know maybe they just call all of their ipas that are a certain style that yeah it's possible all righty chase what are you drinking well i came home today and i realized that uh 
I brought all of my beer over to your house last night, Cass, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> oh, no. and drank it all. So I was like, shit, I don't have any beers in the fridge anymore, which uh, I wasn't thinking about because I had plenty of beers in my fridge yesterday. Um, crazy how that happens. But mm-hmm. anyway, because of that, uh, I threw together a little cocktail and uh, I am drinking a rum chata. So some, some spiced rum and horchata. Ooh. Uh, we had had some like powdered horchata mix. That's actually really good. Hmm. Uh, so I threw some some spiced rum in there, and it's it's delicious. Kind of festive and holiday. Not nice. quite eggnog, but but gets you the same. Yeah, same place. Sounds neat. What kind of spiced rum did you use? Captain Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah. Some what, classics. Something left over mm-hmm. from when your mom was here. Um, I don't know if it was from my mom or just from Louise. Mm. But it's funny, Cass. The way you said that sounded like an insult, but I was pretty sure, based on the context, that you're just you know asking. No, no, no. no it was like, like Ch- the Chase's, only liquor yeah, my mom drinks. Chase's so. mom drinks <laughs> right, right. pretty much exclusively. <laughs> yeah. Captain and Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, is that left over when your mom was here? But like, <laughs> oh, that, fucking <laughs> like, loser! Your right, mom right. visited I, you. I was pretty sure that's not what you meant. It just yeah. that kind of sounded like that. No, his mom was just mm. here within somewhat recent dish history, and I know yeah. that's her drink of choice. So. Yeah, absolutely could have been. <clears throat> oh, alrighty. I guess that leaves Hunter as the the lone beer drinker tonight. Wild. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been on a bit of a wine kick lately, and um, mm. well, you know, I went to the liquor store, the one that Chase and I usually go to, near our place, and um, well, they didn't have anything new and interesting in stock. They had like a couple of like newer like pilsners or lagers, and I'm like, eh, I don't really want those. Um, so I grabbed a bottle of wine instead. I'm apparently drinking a Gran, Gran Passione Rosso. It's a Italian wine of some kind. To be honest, I don't know too much about it. It's got a limited edition sticker on it. Ooh, there's too much to know about wine. Yeah. That's where, yeah, that's where I run into a problem. It's like, well, I run into a problem first when it, when I taste it, because I really just don't <laughs> love wine. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that getting to know wine just seems so difficult. Like, oh, yes, these grapes taste like they're <laughs> from California. Uh, like, how the fuck do you know? Yeah. Uh, there's some way, you know, I guess, in, in in a similar way that we're like, oh, yeah, that's a mosaic hop. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I, I don't think at this point I can re- reliably say this is this hop except for maybe galaxy i feel like i could pick out a galaxy but that's the only yeah no one. there's only a couple and it's like yeah. maybe galaxy mosaic and citra galaxy mosaic yeah, citra too citra yeah, maybe uh yeah i don't know but either way you know it's red wine relatively full-bodied bit wow on speaking the of which Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, I was saying, but lacking on the tannins. I, I'd only taken one sip earlier, so I had to take another sip to verify, but yeah. Doesn't give you that dry tongue feeling, which I'm a big nice. fan of in wine. Yeah, did you spend under $80? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's probably where, like, where your problem was. Spent like $20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I walk into New District sometimes, and they're like, what's your budget? Like, if I actually am looking for a bottle of wine for, like, going to a dinner or something... I say what I want, and they go, okay, what's your budget? I'm like, you know, under 20 would be great. And they go, oof. Every time, it's just a little <laughs> oof. 
like, mm, I don't know if that's, uh, like, here's uh, what we can get you. Like, <laughs> you feel bad about selling this to you, but yeah, yeah. you insist. Yeah. The, the reason why I kind of had a little reaction there when Cass was talking about the wine is I pulled back up my, uh, my search on, an, on another tab and turns out this particular one has quite the mix of hops. It has mosaic, chin hook, uh, Fato, galaxy, strata, lotus, and sabro. So it's it's bringing quite the mix of hops, and that's probably part of why it has such a unique taste. That might be the most that might might be the most types of hops I've seen in one single beer. That's a lot. I feel like do you can you even like yeah. individually pick out those hops when you're tasting it? Like, what's the point of having that many hops in it? Yeah, I guess they yeah, just like the flavor when they're yeah, all combined, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or like why not? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Valorant stuff. Um. I know who Hunter. I know that Hunter knows who this is, but Chase, do you know who Mike from Valorant Leaks is? Yes, no, from okay. Valo, <laughs> Valo, Valo Leaks. Yeah, uh, I guess I'm on Twitter right now, and I don't have a Twitter account, so it's kind of hard to see stuff. But it just <laughs> says Valorant Leaks and news next to his name. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it's okay. Mike from Valo Leaks. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, at any rate, he said that there, he's, no. he's leaked that there is, there's a big upcoming patch. Or at least whenever 5.12 comes out. Um, okay, at any rate. The, Wait, the, is this before the end of the episode? Uh, presumably it will be at the end of the episode. Yeah, like, like into the new episode? Yeah. yeah we're saying like, like episode 6, right? Is that what we're on? Six? Well, we're on five. Okay. Right? I don't know. All right. Well, it'd be someone at, someone it'd give be me active. confirmation. <laughs> Wait. No, it'd be episode. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Well, anyway, th- this Friday, the PBE is going to be going live. Um, for one point or 5.12. And apparently chamber changes are going to be in the PBE this weekend. Oh, so, shit. What are the uh? Where are the changes? Does it say that, or does it just say it just says chamber, chamber changes. changes? It says yep. that there will be chamber changes. It doesn't list what they are or what they might be. Um, I feel like somewhat obviously, it has to do with the TP. Well, it'll have to, yeah. In the same way that jets had to do with the dash, like. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Uh, so I actually had a thought about Chamber the other day, which was the thing about Jet, um, about her dash before it was nerfed, was that it could be used both offensively and defensively. And while the defensive use was the problem, it was still really good offensively. Whereas with Chamber, his TP is really only good defensively. It's not good offensively. Which is kind of why... I'm wondering if maybe there's a way to change him up that doesn't involve nerfing the TP. And the biggest thing that I thought is change his C ability to something that doesn't give him any sort of flank watch whatsoever. So basically it's similar to Sage. You're saying this, uh, he, we pick him for the strength of his utility and we're willing to accept the fact that he isn't going to provide the flank watch at all. Um, and I don't know if that's the mm. only change needed, but I was wondering if that could make an interesting situation where, like, you either pick a Cypher KJ for flank watch or you play pick chamber and don't have anything for that. 
I and that also like does. Thanks. Go ahead. I, feel I, I was like... going to say, I don't, I don't think it like his trip is not the most like essential part of his kit, right? Like if you were to take that mm-hmm. away, it wouldn't, you know, change who Chamber is. Um, yeah. But that would definitely like play up the value of Cypher and KJ more. Um, you know, just because they're the ones that can do that. Um, and yeah, very similar to Sage is like they'd be just another Sentinel role that uh, yeah. that doesn't have flank watch. I like I can one see thing that, I thought. So I was gonna say I can see that being relevant for pro play. I'm not sure how relevant of a change that would be for ranked, and I feel like it once again doesn't address the elephant in the room. I think it does because of the reason that I laid out at the beginning, which is that Jet's dash was good when she was pushing you and oppressive on defense. Whereas Chambers' TP is only oppressive on defense and middling on when you're pushing as Chamber. So for that reason, I think that, yeah, you know, the TP is always going to be really good for the situations in which it's best at. But I don't know that it's as essential to nerf Chambers' signature ability as it was to nerf Jets. And obviously, it's a very fine line, as we've talked about, where now that they've decreased, like, the cooldown and radius, there's only so much more they can do before either Chamber is ruined and ranked and only viable as, like, a niche pick in the pros, or, you know, they don't do enough. Like, it's very difficult to, like, do much more with it and still, you know, reach a satisfactory conclusion. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so... I was listening to a podcast the other day, which was a, a new podcast that came out, and I maybe they talked about it on like Plot Chat or Valoranting or something like that as well. Um, but I figured out that the Valorant devs have just started a podcast. Like last week was their first episode. No way! That's rad. Yeah, it's called uh, Valorant Off Patch. Um, and I gotta check. Basically, that out. it's that just so it's cool. like a half hour episode of like the devs talking about, um the latest patch and what they're, what they were trying to do with it. Um, so they were talking, uh, in that one about the cypher buffs been talking about how they brought him up because they thought he was weak relative to the rest of the cast. But obviously right now it wasn't enough to dispute chamber and they knew that, but then he was talking about, you know, power creep of agents and all that and saying, Oh yeah. Like, you know, once we get the uh, the competition down, and by that he meant once we uh, nerf chamber, chamber, yeah, right, yeah. then uh, we think that it'll find a uh, a better place within people's team comps, like at the new like buff cipher level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like he was implying that there's going to be a significant nerf to chamber, which we we've known for a while, but it sounds like that's imminent at this stage. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, I think the logic might be all right because after Jet was nerfed in the in uh you know it's several what two or three months ago now, but at uh, Champions, literally every duelist was picked, and some of them were picked more often than others. Obviously, uh, Yoru, uh, Phoenix, and uh, Reyna in particular were much more niche picks where a lot of teams didn't pick them at all. But at the same point, at the same time, you got like some usage from all the teams which is a far cry from when Jet was dominant and, you know, Phoenix slash Yoru were, like, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and zero pick rate, right? By a couple teams. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I think that philosophy is sound. If you remove... You, you don't want to just, like, 
increase all of the agents in a role to meet to like surpass the dominant agent because then that whole role is just like power crept too much. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so they, he was he seemed pretty confident that whatever they have cooked up, which he he was like, I can't talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Was uh, you know an, enough to bring Chamber down to that level? Um, of uh, wherever they're setting the bar for Sentinels, I guess. Interesting. Um, yeah, I just like somebody somebody mentioned like a like I I guess it's like a couple of the the thoughts that I've been hearing be tossed around where um, like you have to have line of sight to your TP. So like any of the like previously when you could like set your TP behind something and be at like a weird angle and like you couldn't like your TP was on the other side of like a wall or something like things like that wouldn't work anymore. Um, not like, enough of a nerf. Yeah, yeah like, I, I feel that's like enough. that's that's like that's yeah. not enough. Some people are like, and then I heard that like, oh well, Chamber has to be standing in his TP circle for like call it two seconds, three seconds, whatever this number may be, before he can use his TP. So like it's, it's got saying, a like, little charge up period yeah, or something. Yeah, so it's got like a little charge up period. And then once you charge it up, you're not put on a timer. You can use it whenever and it still functions as intended. But I think the idea is like they wanted to or like if you want to limit his ability to instantly peek off barrier drop, like that's one way to do it. Um I and that, that timer wouldn't that. start till barrier drop, I guess. Presumably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I love it either. Yeah, yeah. I don't, like, I don't know if I'm going to love anything that go, comes into the game for for the teleport nerf. But, um, I don't. I thought it was interesting, Hunter's idea of taking away the trip. And I wanted to expand on that a little bit more. That first, I wanted to throw the idea of just taking it away as a concept. But then I do have an idea of how to sort of rework it a little bit, which is that, you know, Chambers' whole thing is his cool tech and guns. So basically he has a slow... F- so the replacement is he has a slow field launcher. So whether you may get, like, him change a setting on his headhunter or, or whatever, he can launch a slow field into an area that I'm imagining basically it works like a Viper Molly, except uh, with little to no... Um, uh, gravity affecting it so you can shoot it at the ground to pop immediately on the ground or you can shoot it at a wall where it will then hit the ground at the closest point to where it hit um, and so that way you still have that you still have some sentinel ability but you don't have the flank watch which then ties back into the TP as being a bit of an indirect nerf because now if you don't have flank watch on your team then when you TP away you're much more vulnerable to being peaked by someone that you didn't know was there at your quote-unquote safe TP location. While still having the ability to apply that slow if you're like, I want to slow people from pushing this particular area. But you have to decide that now instead of letting it automatically happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's perfect, but that was my that was my first idea for how you could change it up. So basically a sage slow, but one that you target rather than yeah, let, more like a saying. gunshot versus just yeeting a ball. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little, uh, little attachment that he pulls out for his. Uh, well, I yeah. see. Visually, you could just like make it one of his, You could visually just make mm-hmm. it one of his credit cards. 
I'm like, oh, yeah, and he like, throws the credit card. He just throws the credit card. Yeah. Which would be kind of sick. That would be kind of sick. But, uh, but like, that's already what he does for the uh, animation for the TPs, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need to, like, mess with, like, you don't need to create, like, a whole new system. Like, oh, he has to pull out his headhunter and then hit C to, like, switch over and then you fire the slow field or whatever, like. Yeah, I just make like, it a credit card. Yeah, you just make it a credit card. You pull it out, you throw it. Um, well, yeah, I, I wasn't meaning like you'd have to pull out Headhunter and then change the mode like you're changing the mm. mode on a gun. I just meant that that would be the animation of it. Similar to how now, like he flips the credit card around to go from yeah. teleport to a uh, slow thing. Similar to that. It, you mm. wouldn't be an extra step. It just would look like that. Right. Because, yeah, I think that would be weird if you had to like, you know, hold on, guys, got to change the mode on my Headhunter here real quick. I don't know, like, I, I could see it being a valid nerf that, like, yeah, you're you're giving up flank watch to to play a chamber. And, like, perhaps that's enough. Perhaps, like, from a game balance perspective, you're saying, like, hey, like, we know chamber's going to be strong on defense. We're just going to severely limit what he can do on offense. But... In the same well, and defense in the same regard there, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I guess like uh, I can. Well, see hurts that. offense more, but defense to an extent as well, right? Yeah, but I, I again think that people are still going to be upset because they don't like. I think people just don't like the fact that you can't trade somebody or that somebody can take an off shot and fuck off, right? Like, and it's not. I I feel like the whole talk around reina is like well yeah but whenever you run into a good reina it's just a smurf that's playing her and her aim's just better or whatever but i feel like like assuming that nobody in this game smurfed um <laughs> which i know is a big stretch but i feel like i'm still following okay but playing against reina's would would still be annoying if you're playing against someone with really good aim who can get a pick and, and like the amount of times like we're playing the game earlier today chase is like well, why the fuck didn't you trade me and I'm like, what you you died to the Reina. Yeah, she so she off. just dismissed off. Yeah, yeah. she just she yeah. just fucked off. Like they like and then like she ego peeked out of Chase's smoke, killed Chase, and then just dismissed back through the smoke. And it's like, I, I, yeah, I can't I can't fucking trade that. Um, now obviously Reina has a high barrier to entry to use that. She needs to get a kill. Right. Right. Um. In terms of Jets, Jets is, hey, this is on a rather tight timer, right? It's like you you have a window of time in which you have to preemptively select that you're going to dash and then use that dash within that window of time. But I feel like, again, people's problem with Chamber is that his barrier to entry to use his TP is relatively insignificant, just it being off cooldown? Yeah. Or or I guess you being in the circle. Right. It's it's you being... Yeah, you being in the circle. And the and fact that you set them on the ground to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Having to right. set them up. Yeah. But can you, like, uh, increase that in some way? That's what I'm thinking. Like, is there, can, is there a way that you can, like, up that so that it does become similar barrier to entry as, like, you know, Jet being the timer or Reyna being get a kill but it's not like different than those two yeah like, can you still make it unique and i 
off the top of my head, I don't have a good idea. I know that, like, I think if you made it a timer thing like Jet, then Chamber's fucking worthless. But if you had to do, like, two jumping jacks, turn around, do a couple squats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then you can TP. Right. Yeah, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to go back to something you said there, Cass, which is that I agree about Reyna having a, you know, you need to be mechanically better to an extent. Well, to get, to be consistently great at Reyna, you need to be consistently better than people at your rank in terms of aim. Not saying that, like, you might be, you might not be, possibly you're good at Reyna on a map or, like, you're good at doing certain things with Reyna that cover that up. But in general, if you're going to be a really good Reyna, you need to be above average of aim for your rank. I, um, I, I'd like to slightly disagree with that. I think if you just okay. do an incredible job of being third man into a gunfight. Like, if you're just, if you really have a good understanding of peaking huh. with your team and at a timing in which you're not letting that gunfight go off, get your teammate killed, and then you're coming in to, like, get the trade. But, but like... You're saying you're just double-swinging uh, everything. Yeah, like, if you just double-swing everything with your team, or with, with a teammate... And like I disagree. That, that compa- like with your with your leers, I think you can get good value on Reyna without being so head and shoulders above the rest of your rank aim wise. That is yeah. really weird, Cass, because that is not where I thought you were going with that. Because in my opinion, the person who's third man into sight needs to be the person who's consistently getting kills, assuming that that's like the same person every time. So Wait, not not third man into sight, third man. I thought in that's a gun what you fight. said. No, 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 no. Third like, man in a gunfight? You're like third Being man in a gunfight. Being the enemy is number, like, you're, the enemy and the oh. teammate are one and two. Yeah. Oh, so you're, you're saying, yeah, double peaking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying... The third if, man in a gunfight is a weird way to say that. Okay, okay. I Got it, got it. Never mind. My my whole point doesn't, is irrelevant now. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. It's like... And then, obviously, Reyna is really strong at one-on-ones as well. In terms of... It's not literally 1v1 at the end of a round, because at that point, Reyna's, I don't know, maybe not great, depending on what, like, how many layers you have left or whatnot. But, like, if, like, you get a, if, like, you're with, it, with as Reyna, if you're in a one-on-one, it's some, say you're pushing showers, and there's one defender showers, obviously Reyna can be very strong there. But I feel like it's not mandatory to just be head and shoulders better at aiming than the rest of your rank. Obviously that helps when you're playing an aim-centered character. Like, same thing for Jet and Chamber, who I'd argue are both the other two high aim-centered agents. But, I don't think that's necessarily mandatory to be good at Reyna. Yeah, well, let me clarify. I was saying to be, like, a great Reyna at your rank. What I was saying was somewhat contradictory, because if you're really a fantastic Reyna at your rank, you're probably going to rank up if you're getting tons of kills. So what I well, said was a little bit weird. But to push back on what you're saying about Jet versus Reyna cast, at the pro level, you see people play Chamber who are not the best aimers on their team. You see people... You don't ever see a Reyna who isn't... A god tier Ama. Aimer. You don't ever see a Ama Reyna. Yeah, you you never see a Reyna who's not a god tier Aimer. For example, Stellar on Hundred Thieves, before they got Cryo, would play Chamber sometimes. There's no way someone like Stellar would play Reyna. 
like there's a key difference the, there. Yeah, but that doesn't make him a good chamber. No, but he was, an ex- he was an acceptable that chamber. Was a good chamber. Yeah, he was a decent chamber. He was not. He was uh, clearly there was a reason they went out and got Cryo. I'm not saying he was a top five chamber in NA. Definitely not. But he, but but if he would have played Reyna instead, oh my goodness, that would have been horrible. Like he was able to, uh, you know, use the op well and position himself well, and along with him being an IGL, it kind of suited his play style. It ended up doing okay. He had some really good games as Chamber for 100 Thieves. Okay, but I, I but think like, part of the, the other problem you're yeah. looking at is, like, from from the pro meta, like, it's mostly just one duelist. And so if you have if you have Arena in your team comp, they're the one duelist. They're playing dive. In ranked, that's yeah. not necessarily the case. In ranked, you often see two duelist comps. Well, this is true. Yeah. Well, this is true. Four but like five reason... duelist comps and ranked, like this is true. But what I think is is also accurate at both levels, even though it's more so accurate at the pro level, is that as arena, you really need to be uh, either doing your role within the team in terms of just how you take space, what really well, or getting a bunch of kills. Because there's, excuse me, there's no, there's very few rounds where you can be like, oh yeah, my Leer set the team up well enough that it doesn't matter that I immediately died with no value because at least the Leer got value for my team. Unlike other agents who can say that about their utility, even duelists, especially if you think about like uh, Ray's with her stuff she can chuck. So oh, if you're... I, I think Grena is definitely the most kill dependent of all the duelists at any level. Sure, uh, but particularly pro. I'm not, I'm not arguing that, but yeah, and and I I think you and I just have a drastically different conception on how good the Leer is, but that's okay. Um, I feel like you can you can still do your job as Reyna in a given round yeah. without getting any kills. Now, if you go the entire, sure you can, I agree. If, if I agree. You get, if you go the entirety of the map without getting a lot of kills, then well, you probably should have played somebody else. Right, yeah. but but in any given round, if you if you leer out the choke, push into sight, leer again in the middle of the site, keep going, get site control, your teammates get on onto site, and you die. Maybe you overextended, right? But like, if your team gets if your team got sight without anybody else besides you dying, I'd I'd say you did your job. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, <laughs> this whole thing was a bit of a sidebar. Um, to me, talking about the tendencies of Reyna players and kind of distracting myself from saying that I think Reyna players are somewhat different, but when it, when it comes to Jet players versus Chamber players, and going back to what you said, Cass, about people hate someone just dipping immediately after taking a shot at them, I don't think anyone's complaining about Jet's role in the game right now. And even though when you're when you're playing Jet yourself, you're like, oh shoot, this timer really limits me. But when you peek a jet and they take a shot at you and dash away, it's still the same experience of someone taking a shot and dipping. But because jets overall ability to do that and other things has been reduced, people aren't complaining about jet like, oh my goodness, they need to increase the time between pressing dash and her leaving. So that's where I disagree with your idea that like, oh well, people just can't stand the idea of chamber TPing away. Okay, I, I I think the key thing here is you don't see you don't run into that situation where jet's dashing out as often anymore because 
maybe their timer expired. Maybe they hadn't activated it, right? Like, there are a bunch of times when, like, if a jet is holding an angle with an op on defense, and, you know, we're 20 seconds into the round at this point, maybe they popped it off barrier drop, and they don't have it anymore. Like, maybe they just haven't fully, you know, like, they haven't readied it up or whatever. Um, you're You're in a situation where... Sorry. Um, like you're you're in a position where you can't, or you're not going to see that jet ready to dash at any moment as often because it's not sure. activated or they already used it. Uh, sorry, I know I'm being a little long winded here. It was somebody walked in my room. It was difficult to keep my train of thought. Um, <laughs> basically, the same problem earlier when you were licking the bottle of wine. Um, okay but it's like it doesn't happen as frequently whereas with chamber every fucking round you know chamber's going to be sitting in the the fucking circle ready to use that yeah that's true but at the same time you know if you go to the site that chamber's not on now it's going to be much harder for him to bring that to bear on the round Whereas if you go to the site that Jet's not on, she can still use that ability much better for the retake. So that's where I'm saying that, like, yeah, obviously there's a difference. And yes, if you're peaking the chamber more times than when you're peaking Jet, the person's going to be able to get out of there for free. But I don't know that that's the right approach in terms of thinking about it. And I don't know that that's how most people would perceive it either. I think if people felt like Chamber's power level, like Jet's, was overall reduced enough, they wouldn't feel like, it's just bullshit that he can TP away so quickly. I, I don't know that that's a hard line for a lot of people, is what I'm saying. I mean, I get what Cass is saying, that that's like, you know, that's the crux of the issue. But also, I do feel like it... I don't know, if the chamber can TP away, then, like, whenever he TPs away, you're like, okay, good, we pushed him off the angle. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what I'm thinking more, is like, god damn it, he got out of there for free. I'm like, even if he gets a kill, it's like, okay, but now there's more space here. Right? And then you know kind of probably where they, where they TP'd back to. Yeah. So you know where you might have to run into him again, and, you know, the cooldown's not going to be up there. So, um... Yeah, but if it's... I don't know. Or... I, think, I think it is possible to, to nerf him without taking away his ability to uh, to fuck off. I think you could remove every other aspect of his kit. You'd get rid of the headhunter, you'd get rid of the trip, people would still complain about the TP in its current state. Now, would or should Chamber be played as much as he is if you remove both the headhunter and his his trip? No. But I think the complaints would still be there. I don't think so. And the, the, the here's I, I have a, I have an example that I feel like is pretty good, which is that people both at ranked and in pro, but even at ranked, complained when Astra was as good as she was about how annoying it was to deal with all the the sucks and the stuns and her post plan ability and her ability to constantly fake things. And, you know, her changes drastically reduced her ability to do that, like, quickly. And also that, that meant that a lot less people played Astra. And as a result, people aren't in the rare games they get in Astra they're not like, oh my god, I can get sucked off the bomb? What the heck? So, 
I feel like if you do a similar thing to Chamber in terms of making his whole kit less good overall and decreasing his ability to frequently do his best thing, I think it could be similar to Astra. I don't think people would continue to complain. I don't know. So I disagree like, with your hypothetical there. Yeah, because Astra can still do the, all the things that people complain exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but she I can just been, do it less. I haven't been sucked off by an Astra in months. Well, yeah, because how many games of the, with like, an Astra have you played? Yeah. Like two. But how many games did I play with an Astra when she was still broken? Every Not single one. No. <laughs> no. There were never a bunch of Astras in our rank. That's true. Never. There really weren't. Yeah, but, yeah, but like... I thought you were saying, Cass, that in the rare case when you f- go against the chamber oh, no, I'm not after saying they the remove his headhunter and slow field, you could re- that I think people you will could still remove, complain. I think you could remove his headhunter and his slow field and people will still play him. Uh, I don't know about, I don't that, know about that. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I don't know a, about that one. <clears throat> I get a free op twice a half? <laughs> I'll take that shit. Like, yeah, hope, and like nothing else. Play him as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, right. Please don't sake. put this to the test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe do because then I could just laugh at you whenever you complain about my agent picks after you pick a chamber <laughs> who just has TP. Yeah, it's the only single ability agent in the game. <laughs> yes, the agent who is finally definitively the worst agent. Like no, <laughs> no question about it. Well, they should yeah. in turn buff his TP. So first of all, I don't die while TPing out. Let's let's give me let's give me iframes while I'm TPing. And second, it shouldn't be on a cooldown. I should just like I have to like like after I use it, I have to place pick my TPs back up and but like I can immediately place them back down again and use it again. Yeah, and it yeah, should be yeah, like what, what global. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like of course. It shouldn't be a range yeah. in between and your you know two what? TPs. On second thought, his yeah. I don't see why his ult requires eight alt points like i should just get it every round yeah maybe every other yeah. round like like, like reduce it down like, to like make it make it points. yeah you should you should be maybe able four. to every round on defense peak the initial angle with your alt mm-hmm. get a kill tp quote unquote out but actually you've set your tp on the map to be behind the enemies so then tp directly behind them get a collider mm. to and mm, then yeah, there you, you go you can have your team's yeah. Astra go into Astro form and place your TP behind them. Oh, yo, that's exactly. Great. <laughs> yep. I, I was thinking it's... you could do it yourself, but that is too strong. That's a good point. That would definitely mm-hmm. break his power. So, yeah, you'd have to have an Astra yeah. on your team to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. And just lorically. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's much more balanced. She has to use a star to make it your TP, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Chamber would be too weak at that point. I don't think we should require him to use. Yeah, an Astra if you an Astra well, yeah, if you far. require him to have an Astra in the game, then like, <laughs> you, like you just can't play Chamber. <laughs> You're no fucking Astras. Well, um, you, you know what would happen in that case? It would be the rise of the pocket Astra. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, pocket yeah. <laughs> you would have your have to, I have, to, I'd you. have to bribe Hunter to be my pocket Astra. Oh <laughs> man. Um. You know, I was just like. I'm not, this is like a whole nother topic, but wouldn't it be cool if there was more agent synergy like that? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like, I yeah. know there are things that work really well, you know, like, like, uh, fade, whatever, the fade restraint, raise. fade, yeah, like, and the raise nade, stuff like that. Yeah, seize, yeah, seize yeah. yeah, and raise nade, um, like, there's things like that, um, but I don't think that's exactly the same as, like, what we were saying of... You know, if the, this character is also on your team, then you get to do something special. Right. Um, 
I think that would be really cool to in, like input into the game is like, you know, you can either have it can happen randomly and it might not be like that big of a of a thing. Like it obviously wouldn't be you can place your chamber TP behind the enemy in astral form. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. But something cool like that where uh, it wouldn't be overpowered, but you know, it'd be a little bit more like, oh, if we have this team comp, these agents like interact with each other in these certain ways. Well, they kind of do with uh, the voice lines. Well, that's literally they're interacting with each other, <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, one example would be, and this would be an example of something that might be minor enough to not be an issue, but could also allow a, a very small amount of strategic flexibility, is that, like, Omen and Viper have history together, and they both were kind of working on stuff before Omen got turned into his current form. So maybe, like, Omen doesn't take damage from uh, friendly uh, Viper Mollies. Like, instead of taking the reduced damage from his team's Viper Mollies, he just takes none at all. Like, that's something... Yeah, that makes Probably sense. not that useful, but, like, in rare cases. Could be, yeah. 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 Um, I was thinking, now, obviously this would be horrible for the game. But it'd be really funny if there was, like, a mind control agent who could make other people on your team use their utility. Oh my goodness, mind controlling your own team? Yeah. Your own wow, that oh, would be the most wow. cancerous agent. It really would be. It'd be so toxic. It would be so funny if you could just like take control of your breach for a second and be like, yeah, I'm flashing here. Yeah. And or just like oh, your agent. Like your your boom bot's going out now. You're yeah. clearing this angle. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like, yeah, you're like you're like, yo, Here like Reyna, like why why is this late in the round and you have two leers left? And you just go over and make them throw a leer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then to balance it, that'd be a it, terrible, terrible To idea. balance it, you couldn't make them shoot their gun. So, like, you can't, you couldn't use the gun in any capacity. You could just use utility. <laughs> Did they still have control of their gun in no. this time? No, no, no. They'd have, like, literally no control over the agent. Okay, well, this would be just a thrower's dream. Yeah. I preface this by saying it'd be horrible for the game. <laughs> yeah, this would be an absolutely terrible. This could this could be one of the worst ideas we've had on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, collectively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be amazing if you're just trying to win despite a thrower? The thrower just takes control of you and makes you yeah. throw too. You just shock dart oh, yourself and then like you you, you just, raise all yourself. Yeah. You're uh he just takes a really long time with it, so you're standing out in the middle of the open doing nothing, no ability to shoot. Yep. And then your teammates don't realize exactly how this is working, so they report you for throwing. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, well, that's about all I've got really on the chamber nerfs. Like, I got one more thing, which is that, uh, you know, you said that this is supposed to be in the PBE this weekend, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we've, we've fallen into the classic drunk Valorant trap of, uh, talking about things that will have come out before this episode. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> so then it's like, oh shit, you know, everybody will actually know probably what the nerfs are by the time this episode actually airs. Yeah, presumably. Yeah. Um, well, well, hey, maybe the nerfs will be terrible, and then these will be suggestions for what to do going forward. I'm wondering if, like, you know, because, like, the, this tweet that came out stating that the chamber changes are going to be in the PvE was, like, a day ago. So I wonder if there's been any... Yeah. Yeah, no. 
not once week that yeah you know what maybe maybe the valorant devs will have finally listened to me and chase talking about how good the classic is and they've decided to do a massive mix-up where the free gun that everyone gets is a chamber ult and chamber's ult is a classic <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the change yeah yeah it, the, the classic's just so overpowered <laughs> that it it must cost eight ult points <laughs> All right. Well, one of the other things they talk about here is uh, there's going to be a smurfing update for updates. Oh, sick! So they're 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 adding more smurfs to the game. <laughs> oh, let's go! <laughs> uh, um, you get double battle pass XP if you're on a smurf, and they don't. Yeah. I yep. wonder. Oh, that probably incentivize or like that probably help them sell more battle passes. It would definitely would. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this was from like uh, it might have been close to a year ago at this point, but I really hope that they implement our idea, which we had a while ago, which is that basically, based on your account level, you can enable a setting that might increase your queue times, but significantly increases your chances of queuing into games with people of similar account level. Yeah, Which, we did bring that up a yeah. long time ago, but mm-hmm. that that would still be yeah. a great idea. I think so. Unless you have like you know people who have just long time smurfed. Yeah, but even if but like, obviously that's that's less common. Yeah, and also yeah. it's like it's unlikely for them to still be at your rank if they're a long time smurf, right? True. True. Um, but I'm unless thinking, they throw. Yeah, unless they're actively throwing that account down, but um. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. How would the, like, it just, like, I, I, I do in general think that's a good idea. Like, I'm trying to think of how that would work. Like, I feel like that could be only be something you could do in solo queue. Because if you're queuing with, like, other people, right, it, it makes it so much harder. And then there's too many, like, checkboxes that they have to go over. Because, like, when you, when you, like, queue as, like, a trio... They try to put you against another team that's also queued as like a trio. Do they? Yeah. I don't know if they do. I don't I know like, if it's. I feel like there are plenty of times you get queued against two duos as a trio and then a single, something like that. Do you ever get queued against five singles? I don't know. I mean, like, I could go through my Valorant, I I could go through my Valorant tracker and check, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it, I, I don't think. Or like, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I'm pretty sure they try to queue you up against a similarly, a similar team in terms of like what the, the cues are. So like, if you're a, a trio queue and a duo queue, I think they try to put you against another trio queue and a duo queue. Now, obviously, my gut, my possible. gut sense. Sorry, go ahead. Like, I, I, was, I was just gonna say, obviously, that's not always possible. Yeah, my, my gut sense is that they, um, they try to put you against a similar, a similar. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. A similar number of people who are queued together. So, for example, if you have two duo queues, they're going to try to put you up against either like two duo queues, a trio and a duo, or a trio and two singles. They don't want to put you up if you're two duo queues and a single. They don't want to put you up against one duo queue and three singles. Because mm-hmm. this is sample size of one. I'm going to keep looking as we talk, but the last game you and i queued cast it was just you and me duo queuing there's another duo and a single on our team and we versed a trio and two singles yeah that that makes sense to me which falls in line with what i was saying 
Um, well, not well. I mean, you were saying they tried it for like to do an exact mirror. Oh uh, well, like and I'm saying, and, not necessarily. I don't okay. know if that's true. Sh- sure, but I didn't think it would be anything. I thought you know, like it would be just as likely that you get in with uh, five singles if you're trio queued. I'm pretty. It's been sure so long since I would have heard case. anything about this that I'm not confident. But I don't think. I don't. I think the likelihood of you being five singles queuing against any amount of people on the team is pretty low seems like if you solo queue most of the time you're going against other solos i'm not confident i'm going to keep looking through my match history to see well i'm just wondering if like if if there's a majority of people solo or if a lot of people duo enough that it's like you know even when you're the solo player you're always just the fill oh and in like between two duos yeah um okay at any rate where i was going with this is like the more people that are queued together the higher likelihood somebody's going to be queued with a low account level player. Which makes that system not as effective. Like, it's too many checkboxes that, like, their matchmaking would need to tick. Um, so I feel like it's a good setting, and I like it. They should just only have that if you're solo queuing. I guess I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but also, like, you just introduced a new checkbox that I didn't know existed. So, like, it seems yeah. like their their matching algorithm is already complex enough. What's one more variable? Mm-hmm. Also, on second note, Chase, in the last game we played, there's a 0% chance that Jet was a fucking gold tip. Yeah, I mean, there, did, uh, did you guys I've just been I just no, been getting won. tapped. Like the jet, was, the jet was on our yeah. team, but like, yeah. holy fuck, was she disgusting? Yeah, she was pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that was one of the like she didn't pop off as drastically as I've seen other people pop off before, but watching her gameplay was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, it's like the kill numbers weren't up there, but like, damn, did she like have some good aim and good plays? Um, okay, but that's kind of where I'm to this. Yeah, I checked the last couple of games, and it had the same number of people queued together on both teams. Um, I guess it makes sense now that you guys bring it up, but like, mm-hmm. I just didn't even think about that being a thing. All right. Well, okay, so what I kind of hope that they do with the smurfing update is, like, I'd really like to see them just, like, come out with a hard stance against content creator smurfing. Because it seems yeah. like that's been fully just, like, okayed by Riot. Well, it's just that, you know, the silence is deafening about it. Right, and also, like, there is quite literally nothing saying you can't smurf in their terms of conditions or whatever. No, it's like right. their whole ra- their whole like rationale or I guess philosophy behind it is we're just going to try to get them to the proper rank as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. But I'd I'd like them to take a a hard stance against content creators smurfing publicly. Then you lose all of the uh, you know iron to to radiant with sheriff only or you know, all that those type of videos, right? Yeah, good. Yeah, I don't see the problem with that. Now, I will say, there is probably a certain level that you could smurf down to 
when you have a restriction like sheriff only that would put you at a competitive level now i don't know what that level is right like if you're a radiant player and you drop down to say diamond and you're playing sheriff only like i i guess what i'm trying to get at is like if you're going to put on a restriction like sheriff only there's probably a rank that would be a fair place to place you in well yeah and then the actual challenge is getting back above that right and then yeah but the problem is like now i i've never seen any of these videos or like i i don't know how these people play but like say you're doing like sheriff or marshall only but then like you're in like a 1v3 retake and like there's a vandal on the ground in front of you Right, unless it's like you're going to actively ban that account from ever using that gun, like that's just not fair, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. I like I think they should just take a a hard stance against content creator smurfing, and especially if you come out and ban a couple of them for a bit, like I think that might get the memo across that like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna take this more seriously. Yeah, but I highly doubt it. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way that, like, does it say what the uh, smurfing protocols are? Or, wow, this Mike guy really is not giving out that much information. No, no, he is not. He's um, not living up to his leak name. This is like a, hey, I heard about this shit. But, like, there's nothing, no substance in there whatsoever? Quite literally nothing. So it says smurfing updates. Yes. Yep. Word That's word. all. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. So, like... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, what could it be? It, like, I just think it's going to be behind-the-scenes shit again. Where, like, they're they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we instituted yeah. this new thing, which gets them to their proper rank faster. Now you can triple rank up. <laughs> I mean, if they're able to identify what your other account is and just automatically rank you up to the the level that your other account is, that would do the trick. Yeah, except for that one game, but I guess one game is better. No, yeah. it's like that's one game instead of how many? Quite a few, like, yeah. Even if you get double rank ups, right? Yeah, and you're gonna have to go out. What are you gonna do? Go out and buy a new, new Smurf account every, every game? fucking game? Right, right. Like if they find a way to reliably be like, yeah, okay, this is a Smurf account. This is their main account. Which I believe Valorant has stated, or I believe Riot has come out and said that, like, they are very good at identifying what your main account is. Um, based on your, your other account history and stuff like that. And they can I'm just, sure also who you play with, who, like, all of yeah, that, right? Like, there's yeah, and like your, that. like, hardware information as well. Mm -hmm. Like, they use that for banning people for cheating, so they definitely mm -hmm. have access to it. To tell if someone's smurfing. Whether they use it for that or not is, you know, impossible to confirm. Yeah, because there's always... There's always the thing of, like, multiple people on different accounts playing on one computer. But I guess you can yeah. tell via other metrics whether it's the same person on a different account. Right. You know, could be something like agent pick rate and tendencies or, like... Yeah, and I think who, who you're queuing with is pretty huge. Like, sure. you and your brother might play similar agents and have different results. But you and your brother aren't going to alternate playing with the same exact friend group. For, you and your brother aren't going to alternate taking turns on the PC to play with the same exact friend group 
where one of you has a higher ranked account than the other. Like that, that chance of that happening is pretty also, low. Yeah, pretty low. If you're playing on the other account as like the brother in this scenario, and you're way worse, well then it's not a fucking Smurf account. So it's not a big fucking deal. Oh, true, true. Like, like that's just a non-issue. Even if you're playing on the same hardware, if one of you is really good, and then you swap counts, and the other person sucks dicks and is playing on the other account, and their rank reflects that, in right? Cases, then, like, yeah. then it's fine. Like, there, there's not an issue there. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I don't know what those updates are going to be. I do like, I'd like to see them take a, a somewhat heavy-handed approach to it. Um, they won't. Yeah, I doubt they will. Like but, I, I will be very surprised if they give us much information on what they actually did to combat smurfing, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things that like there's there's a limit to how far you can let it go, and obviously, it is some it is currently somewhat in Riot's incentive to let people smurf because that's more accounts. It makes their stats look better. Um, they hopefully sell skins and or battle passes on those new accounts. Um, yeah, and content creators, like, it's just making yeah. more content, yeah. getting the name out there more, right? Sure. Like, people like watching those Iron to Radiant videos. I don't understand why, but sure. Um, but at a certain point, if it gets, like, because CS had this issue, this issue. If there are too many Smurfs, people will stop playing the game. So, yeah. at a certain point, Riot is going to have to step in. Like, if you got into a lobby and you were the on your main account and literally all nine other people were just Smurfs, like, you wouldn't, you'd stop playing the game. Well, now, what obviously, I will say, is, first of all, they have taken steps, and second of all, that scenario doesn't really make much sense. That no, I was that saying, obviously, that's an extreme. Perfect. Yeah. Right? But, like, at a certain point, what is it like? You can accept having a Smurf every one out of four games in the lobby, and it's like, yeah, okay, like, you know, the problem's not that bad. But then it becomes every other game, there's a Smurf in the lobby. And it's like, well, it's not great, but it's not horrendous. You know, half the time they're on, the Smurfs on my team, the other half of the time they're on the other team. And then it gets to being like every game. Now that's that becomes a bit aggressive because it's like, well, how much am I or like is my wins and my losses a reflection on how I'm playing? Because at that point, not really. And then once you get to the point where there are multiple Smurfs per game, right? Like at a certain point, like Riot's gonna have to step in. I don't know what that point is. I don't know if they'll ever get there, but I'm just saying there is there is a threshold. Yeah, Cass, I feel like what you're saying is a little weird because it's not like they've been ignoring the problem and it's going to all of a sudden get to a point where they need to do something about it. They've been gradually working on the problem. And I think it's pretty clear. I don't know how much you guys really remember this because it was in your wee young days of Valorant. I think it's pretty clear that smurfing is not the worst now that it's been, that it's ever been, that it was very clearly the worst in the winter of 2020 when people were kind of, you know, getting burned out on their mains and the rank restriction was that strict four, well, three up and down from your rank. So basically, if you were, you know, plat one and you wanted to uh, queue with your buddy who is uh, 
silver two, even if you were in a five stack, there was no five stack exemption. You now had to make a Smurf. So like basically, in my opinion, that was the worst. Smurfs were everywhere. It didn't kill the game, but it was unfortunate. And I think we're in a better spot than that now. So I don't really agree with, oh, well, Riot's been doing nothing, but at some point they're going to have to to keep people from leaving. Like, No, they consistently I, do things, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. exactly that five-stack exemption, stuff like that. Um, and it definitely has lowered them. I mean, I feel like we have a roller coaster of our opinions on smurfing on this podcast. Probably. Yeah. Um, and it's all recency bias, I think, of just like, yeah. there's like, been a ton of smurfs in my games recently, so now I'm like, fuck smurfing, it's a huge problem. And then, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'll have like a string of games where I'm like, oh, okay, like, they're like there doesn't seem to be many smurfs and, and they'll be like oh yeah riot's doing a great job i don't know <laughs> i know i will say out of the last yeah. four games that i just checked on my tracker two of them definitely had a smurf one How of are them you saying- most likely had a smurf what is your metric when you say most likely uh, had a this smurf person's plus bitten. minus is 19 hold up hold up did you check their tracker profile and look at their other games because being plus 19 does not mean you are a smurf like, no, like, and we've like, all had pop-up games. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because... Oh, yeah, okay, and here, Chase here, especially... here, here, let me look at this. Uh, Mattress 3, MVP, 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 MVP. Oh, second, MVP. Oh, here, this game, they clearly threw on the KO, and they got last place. Um, MVP. Like Okay, well, in that case, they are a smurf, but the reason why I was yeah. bringing that up yeah. is because Chase and I have oftentimes, after a game, been like, yo, this person's got to be a smurf, and we go to their tracker... And their tracker isn't like that. It's much more up and down to the point okay. where it's like, sure. maybe this is an alt and they're just kind of trying different things. Or maybe this is their main and they had a really good game. So in that particular case, that definitely sounds like a smurf. Okay, but also I was like, Chase and I both watched this Jet play. There is no fucking way. Oh, is that the Jets? Yeah. There is no yeah. fucking way they were gold too. Like I can tell by watching gameplay. Like that was yeah. disgusting. Um. And the mm-hmm. other game, I like the other one that I was saying is almost definitely a Smurf. I can't actually check because their uh, their tracker's hidden. But like, if you're putting up a 470 ACS plus 20, like on Reyna, I, mm. I I think that one's likely. Yeah, it's likely. I feel like re- recently I've had a lot. Like I've been getting into a lot of like silver gold lobbies because my aim has gone to dog shit in the last couple of weeks, and I think it's you know I just haven't been playing a lot. But like my hidden MMR is low right now, is what I'm saying. And so I'm in a lot of silver gold lobbies, and there will often be a like silver two that's just tapping everybody constantly, and I'm like, there's no way. Like I was in a plat lobby two games ago and like doing fine and now every time i peek you i'm immediately tapped like how the fuck is this happening mm-hmm. um and i don't know if that makes if that means they're a, spur- a smurf definitely but like it feels like there's smurfs yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what the, don't, what the also, like, difference is but out of those two games that i brought up the smurf was the smurf was on my team both times you know so it's not like i'm complaining because i lost the game like we we won the game but, but like it's still like did i do I really deserve that win? You know? Um, okay. Well, uh, the the last thing that they bring up, and I or that Mike from Valor Leaks brings up, and I think this is the, the more interesting one here, is uh, map rotation information and changes. Um, so I think we all know that Split was definitely teased 
and is most likely making a comeback based off of you know several things in the battle pass and more importantly when they showed off the ion 2.0 skin line they showed it off on split room uh so i think it's safe to say that split's coming back and i think we i think the next i think with the next act they're going to be coming out with a new map as well and presumably after the two weeks they're going to want it in the competitive queue. So well, what do we? This is this is a bit bit ignorant. But when does the current act end? Oh, it's like forty days. Oh, okay. Like there's a while. Because um, I was going to say I haven't seen any real teasers for the next map, which is why I was going to be like, hmm, hmm, maybe they're not. But yeah, okay. no, yeah, the next yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, to do yeah. It. yeah, forty days is when the act ends. Um, and now maybe maybe they'll put split back into the pool beforehand. So it's not just like two maps are out, two new ones are in. But I think it's safe to say that two of the current rotation will be leaving. And I'm wondering what you guys think those will be. Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like taking out two maps is nuts. What, what, I, what I hope they do is have all the maps being unrated at least. Because it it always was a little silly to me that like split is was... not an unrated. Yeah, yeah, I, and part of yeah, that is because yeah. of the smurfing thing. That like, if you want the competitive experience, you're like, ah, oh, I really hate playing unrated. You're gonna get on a smurf anyway. So like, if you're playing unrated, it's not like, oh, I need to sweat and like train for competitive because this unrated is a very different experience. So it seems like they should take full advantage of all the maps that are available. I, I fucking hate playing unrated. It's the I, worst. I I agree with that statement, and Hunter, on one hand, I agree with your statement. On yeah. the other hand, I think that if you're trying to get into the game and you have to play X number of unrateds to get your account to level 20 or whatever, assuming you're a brand new player, you've never played Valorant before, Yeah, you know, let's, just, let's take it a step farther and assume you've never even played an FPS before. right? Okay, if you have true. to get used to all of that, well... Also, having to like be constantly placed on a different map every time, it's it's very difficult. And like I remember that like like I I started playing the like what is it? It was Call of Duty, the original Modern Warfare Two, like years after that launched because that was when I got my first console. Um, and my buddy gave me one of his old copies of Modern Warfare or Modern Warfare Two. I mean, um. It was the the first time I'd ever played a first person shooter, and I was just getting bounced around between. There there were so many, and he had several of the DLCs that he gave um, gave to me with it. There there were so many fucking maps. It was it was impossible for, like, for me to get comfortable with it. I was just yeah. getting bounced around from one map to another map to like to a different map. Like, it it took me so long. To actually be able to understand the maps along with trying to learn how to play an FPS for the first time. Like, and now I had a lot of fun with it. So it's like, like I kept playing and eventually I got to know all the maps. But I will say it is a lot to take in at once and can be very frustrating because you kind of get into an idea over time of like, oh, this is how I want to play this certain map. Like as you're even as you're learning the map, and then if that map doesn't come up for like another seven, eight games, 
Like, you know? And at that point, like, like, I do agree with you. I don't see why unrated shouldn't be more different from competitive. Mm. But I, I, I do think that they need to be somewhat limiting on the map pool in that. And yeah, then... I think I'll meet you halfway on that because, you know, I think now if there are two maps that are in the unrated pool that aren't in the comp pool, I think that's perfectly fine. If we look, you know, five years from now, and there are 10 maps that are in the unrated pool that aren't in the comp pool. Then at that point, I would say, yeah, that's probably a little overwhelming for a new player. Mm-hmm. So well, like, I also, yeah. the, the thing that I forgot about was that when you log into Valorant for the first time, you can't play competitive. Yeah. There's a long time that you're just playing unrated. Yeah. Um, and so then you, you run into the issue of, well, the newest players do have to learn those maps because they're fucking playing them in unrated. Um, and then also what as soon as you go to comp you're like oh like you know two plus of these maps just aren't in the comp pool why was i playing them all of these this time i would have rather been playing the ones that i'm actually going to be competing on when i actually get to comp eventually yeah but i guess the counterpoint to that is that then when those maps are added back into the game assuming there's this constant rotation then you as a new player who's gotten your you know feet under you are all of a sudden like, oh no, now these are these new, now there's this new map as well, this recycled old map, plus this new map that I have to learn. Whereas people who've been playing the game for longer already know it. Whereas if you've already played it unrated, then at least you have a general sense for how the map goes, and you're not left behind by that. I I also think at a certain point, they can introduce a separate queue for maps that aren't in the current rotation, which is, it's something that CS has. But obviously, CS has way more maps at this point. Um, and so way once... more ways of playing the game as yeah, well. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. You know I'm saying? Like, once they reach a certain threshold of maps that aren't in the pool... They can have they a queue can... for just those maps? Yeah, they can, have a, they can have a queue for just those maps. It's like, once you get to, like, three or four of them that aren't in the pool, and you're like, you know what? Haven's not in the pool right now, but I fucking love playing Haven. Oh, no. Yeah, that would be a sad day. Right. Um... And then, well, it would happen if you're gonna like if you're gonna take out two maps. Like, what are they gonna be? Like, everyone says it's gonna be bind, right? Like, what's the other one? It a center haven, right? Presumably, well, no, ascent was technically not one of the launch maps. No, it was. It was not a beta map. It was uh, a launch map. Okay, it was not a beta map. Yeah, got it. So at that point, they're pulling out either. Wait, okay, hold on. So the beta map, yeah, bind are... and haven. Yeah, Bind and Haven. Yeah, like that's what it seems like it's going to be, Bind yeah. and Haven. Um, unless they actually go in and we're like, okay, well, you know, people don't like Icebox. We'll just ditch Icebox for now. Like if, if it's not just a whatever yeah. the oldest one is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would love if they got rid of uh, Breeze and Pearl. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I would I would fuck heavy with that. Now, obviously, if, they're not going to get rid of Pearl. I think Pearl is, I think Pearl is definitively the one map that is safe as fuck. Um, yeah. I think Fracture oh, yeah. is fairly safe, seeing as how it just got changes, and it's I agree. a newer map. I think potentially the rest hey, of the... Split also got changes. That is true. And then it was removed. Yeah, okay, but that was before they had to remove a map. Like, I, I, I feel like... Well, it didn't get changes like immediately before yeah. it was removed, did it? No, no, but neither did the Fracture thing, if they're gonna... 
Was, was the split just a couple months before it was removed? I don't feel like it was. I feel like it was like a good. It was a good. It was a good bit of yeah, time, yeah. but I, I have no idea. All right. At any rate, what I'm saying here is, I think outside of outside of Pearl and Fracture, I think the rest of the maps are potentially free game. I personally would love to see Breeze go. And I think Breeze could use some updates. Specifically changes that make it so that you don't need a Viper slash maybe Harbor. We'll have to see how he works out. I haven't I played like three fucking games with Harbor since he released, so I don't really I don't I have too much to say about him. But like I'd like to see them make Dome Smokers more viable on that map, even if it's still not optimal. Yeah, just to like give a bit more team comp difference. Yeah, but yeah, but then also you're taking out like you know Viper's not really played on any other maps. You know, like there's I I don't think you can. I feel like to make Breeze viable for Dome Smokers, you would just ruin the map because it's so unique with its site designs. If you like way condensed them or way like narrowed the choke points and stuff, oh, or, like, the I, sight I'm lines. Saying... Like I, I don't see a way to do it that wouldn't ruin the character of the map. Maybe, um, I'd like to see more. Actually, I think B site, B site's okay with the amount of stuff that it has like on site. But even then, I find the problem with Breeze when it comes to sites is when I'm retaking one of the sites, I'm not super concerned with trying to figure out where people may or may not be. I feel like it's already a foregone conclusion that these are the only fucking places you can be holding from. Because there's I feel just, like, I feel like you're like talking about A and not B there. I feel like yeah, on obviously a, the answer is A is they're behind right titty or they're in caves, maybe that cubby. Yeah, I think B there's a lot more variety is what I'm saying. B there's like, a I bit more variety, yeah. but like it's basically like they're behind castle or like whatever that wall you call is towards the left side of sight if you're attacking it. Um, oh, you're talking about on attack? I thought you were saying about retake as a defender. No, I'm saying retake. When I'm retaking as a defender, I know that they're on, I guess the right side of sight from the defender's perspective. Yeah, but there's some little nooks and crannies on site that are very yeah. There are a couple. I, I I did preface yeah. this by saying I think B site does a better job, but like yeah. I feel like there's not enough shit at A site. I'm saying maybe get rid of one of the titties and put some other kind of cover in there that changes it up a bit more. Hmm. I feel like it's a bit bland right now, and it's basically. We drop our Viper wall, we clear close left, close right, we walk up, we plant the spike, we drop back to caves, and we buy time. And maybe somebody stays at right titty to, like, hold people off. Yeah, there's not really a lot of places to hold from on site there, yeah. There's, like, there's nowhere you can fucking hold from, and based, at least what the current meta Viper wall is, it's really hard to take more site control, because you have to push through your own Viper's wall. Um... And I don't think there's a better Viper wall to give you more site control because that leaves so many more angles you have to clear while you're getting onto site. There are way more places you can get shot from. And so I feel like that's bad site design. I don't know about that because the reason being that when I play Viper on Breeze with you guys, 
I very often don't just, you know, retreat to caves after putting up wall and getting the plant down for the reason that because that is a strong uh, setup, people are used to dealing with it, that it is such a it's, it's such a common default plant that people are used to the fact that if we pressure through halls for the flank or through mid for the flank and we, you know, cluster up at the viper wall and wait to burst through as soon as the wall's down like i don't think it's a stupidly good setup for the simple reason that there like you mentioned there's very little flexibility in where you want to put that viper wall for that consistent benefit and as a result if you're on defense you know exactly the best way to counter that so for that reason i don't think it's just like a flaw of map design that it's too good because it's one setup that you as defense can learn how to adapt to. Yeah, I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm saying it's boring. Well, you're saying, saying it's bad map design. That's a problem, yeah, right? I, mean, I, I think it's, yeah, I think it is yeah. bad map design. Right. To which you're, you're trying to argue that it's not bad map design? I'm confused here. Everything yes, that I am. you just said leads me to believe you also think it's bad map design. No, no, no. no. Here's, here's, what I, here's what I think is bad map design. If there was an agent who had tons of flexibility in how they uh, were able to approach a site. So like, for example, if there were five different Viper walls that were amazing to take a site. And so you as a defense, you know, had the same experience of they get plant virtually for free and then we have to figure out how to retake it. But the area that they could be holding is so different, so many different places that they could be every time. Then first of all, I'm not sure what exactly the site design would be that would allow that. Maybe it's like more cover on site and more angles for the defense to hold. But like either way, but like then at that point, yeah, that would be bad map design because it'd just be attacker, stupidly attacker sided if you had a Viper. But my point is that if you as the offense on Breeze playing against a competent competent defense, if you just over and over run the, the default Viper wall, you just have a trip for flank or something for flank and then all plants within plant spike and hold caves you're not going to win a majority of those rounds if the defense is anywhere near good. You, you just aren't because it's, it's a setup that everyone who's ever played Breeze is used to and has some ideas of how to counter. First of yeah, all, I, I still also find it boring. But yeah, I think you're giving it, the defense way too much credit in this scenario and being able to adapt to it and know how to counter it. Number two, I don't care if it's counterable. It's fucking boring. My problem with the map is that it's boring. Not that it's too attacker-sided or too defender-sided or, oh, I can't get out on site or I'm just stuck in the choke points. It has nothing to do with that. My issue with the map is, well, number one, I suck at long-range aim duels without not. Number two, I think it's fucking boring. You also don't like opping on the one map that is for hopping yeah it's too it's too open i like tight chokes with an hawk with an hawk well well my point is Cass, that for your argument to be to make sense of it's boring and prevalent then you know if, if there's a boring strat that doesn't happen very often on a map it's not an issue or it's and then it's it's a it's not going to happen very often if it's not that effective and that's where I'm saying that I think on Breeze, it doesn't turn into Viper Wall A, A plant simulator, unless you as the defense do a really bad job of countering it. 
or there's not interesting fights going on elsewhere. Because of the offense, if you're pushing halls, if you're pushing mid along with that Viper wall, then you can have a lot more of a varied post plant. But at that point, you as the defense have a lot more varied defense. All right, like if it, yeah. What, what, let's be honest here. Yeah. Breeze is plant a site simulator. Well, I, I mean that that is a key feature in the in the current meta. But I guess I guess what I'm saying is it's not just like, oh, Viper Wall, hold from caves. That's yeah, but that is what that, a, that is that is what, what a site is. That's how many times? How no, many times that, do you the, see a different setup last, yeah. if someone plants on a? As yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've played as Viper. I've seen it time and time again, even at our rank, where people are not geniuses to say the least. Where we win one or two rounds, where I put my Viper wall down, we get the plant down, and then hold from caves. And then the other team starts to adjust. They flank from halls. They use some utility to deny a plant. One of the biggest things is the most open plant is spammable from like double doors area. So they start spamming the common plant spots. There's all kinds of things that they do to mess with that setup and force us to either change it up or lose. Yeah, but and what do you so change it to? Yeah, but what do you like, change give, it give to? Give me an example. You might, you might still put the... Vi- okay, here's the thing. If you're going A, you are probably going to put the Viper wall in the same place. The question is what you do with the rest of your team around that. Where you plant, where you hold when it comes to the people on site, and what do you do to pressure halls and mid? There's nowhere that, else to hold that's... from. What? There's nowhere else to hold from on site. It's you. Yeah, no, you're You can push through mid and very easily peak spike. Okay. Like a late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I understand. I understand what you're saying about like maybe get some halls control, maybe get some mid control. Now, yeah. halls control is probably a bit easier. Mid control can be, you know, yeah, you as the cast, not better. You as but... the defenders, as as retaking is the site. You wait for viper wall to go down. You smoke off caves. You can push up and clear cubby, and now all of a sudden you've put the post plant team at a disadvantage. Assuming you have like similar numbers, like it is not difficult to break this setup. And therefore, if you're running the basic version of this setup, you're going to lose. Therefore, people don't do it. But the yeah, one but they're all like, adaptations of the same setup. They're yeah, all but... adaptations of the same setup. Also, like, pro if you teams think still about... run the same setup every fucking time. Yeah, but well, they, they put the Viper wall down. But what I'm saying is it's not just hold from caves. It's everything else to support that being varied. And, that what I, and that's what I think is fine. Sorry, Chase, what were you saying? Well, I was yeah, saying, like, think about, like, Haven, like, A-site. Yeah. Um. How many different ways are there to play to plant and play off on that site? There's a million. Sure. Sure. Right. Um. Same with uh, like Haven C site. You know, just because I'm I'm thinking of Haven right now. B site. There's like one way, but then that's kind of like the the way that you play B site, and the fact that there's three on that map is yeah, its B-site's own gimmick. A little gimmicky. Yeah. 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 But A or C. You know, you can plant for long, you can plant for short, you can plant for garage, you can plant for CT, you can, like, depending on what's happening, right? Oh, yeah. And then you play those, like, on-site and off-site completely differently with your characters. Now, A-site on Breeze, it's the same thing every time. And there's slight variations, like you're saying, like, there's other ways you can adapt to things that are going on in the round. But where you're planting and how your basic setup is outside of that is the same. Like, there is never ever a time where i am planting like l- behind left titty like toward defender spawn 
Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like why does that area of the plant surface even exist? There's, like, there's no reason for me to do that unless I'm, like, running on a rotate and I have exactly four seconds left and I'm trying to get to the, the closest, like, position available. Yeah, I mean, okay, just to play double side kit, I had planted there before because we were attacking, we rotated away from B, we had control of CT, and did not know if we had control of caves. Yeah, but that's that's so fucking rare. Yeah, no, dude. we're we're just not even we're not even talking about like rotates off yeah, to the yeah, other yeah, site yeah. at this point. Like we're just right. talking about execs onto site where you mm-hmm. get bombed down. Yeah, no, which is I fully yeah. agree with you. The most common situation in the game. Like, there's a million different things that can happen, but that is the most common: is exec onto site, get the bomb on that site. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess I guess just to be clear, Chase, I don't think I disagree with anything that you said there. Um, I guess my point is that. There's more variety than I think Cass was giving credit for when it comes to how you play around that Viper wall and that plant that are going to be in similar locations. Viper wall, probably in the same position. The plant, as soon as they start spamming, you have to figure out a way to adjust to that. Yeah, but it's, it's whether you plant in front or, or on the side. Yeah. Yeah, and if like, you plant like on the side, that makes it a lot easier for the defenders to defuse. Sure. But, but, like... it, but anyway, but anyway my, my point being, Breeze is unique. It is different from the other maps, and I think a key part of that is some of the features, which, like we've talked about, hap- it just so happens that Viper is really, really good at executing one strategy such that it's the dominant strategy, but there's a lot of moving pieces to making that dominant strategy work or at- or going against it, and as such, I don't see it as a problem that there's a default Viper wall and plant that's so strong because I don't think it's strategically shallow given all the things that go that work around it and that's why i don't think it's something that needs to be changed necessarily i'm saying that i just think it's boring like i'm not saying that it's strategically not good i just find the gameplay to be boring. now also keep in mind you play viper on this map yes when i queue into a game there's a very good there's a very good chance that i don't have a viper on my team if it's not me. <laughs> yeah. And if I don't have a Viper on my team, the map sucks for dome smokers. Like I'm yeah, saying, like Grim kind of works. Yeah. And then what? But you have to drop all three smokes to exec onto A. And then you got nothing. If you're forced back and you have to rotate to the other side, you got no fucking smokes. Oh, yeah, B, I'm like, B site's a way better site. I like B site more, but also it it's just less, it's hit less often. Yeah. Like, you, B site. exec onto A way more. Well, I think B site's often harder to hit because, well, the Viper on the enemy team is usually just locking down B site, and that's a bitch to get through. But, like, either way, I just think it's boring gameplay. Mm. And I'd like them to change that. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. It's not bad map design. I'm not going to argue that your opinion isn't that it's not boring. (laughs) Yeah, Right. I personally believe that my opinion... Now, okay, now that we've addressed my opinion is that it's boring, I think the map design leads to that. And I think if they changed up the map design and allowed for more variable strategies, specifically in relation to a site, that it would make the map more interesting. And I, like, I think mid on Breeze is pretty well designed. I like it. I wish drop was more, like or what did they shoot or whatever somebody gave me shit in the yeah, discord shoot. for yep, yep. sure M- among um, us yeah yeah if if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna vent 
I wish it was just a hole and there wasn't a thing that like made noise, right? I wish you could just go down there and then say your jet rays are omen and you wanted to get up there through that way. I think that worked too. Like, yeah. And you just have zero information on what's on top. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that would make it more interesting if there wasn't a loud audible, oh, hey, they're coming. And it just made the same noise as you dropping from literally any other drop on any other game or on any other map. I mean, yeah, what if well, there was I a mean, crash the, pad at the bottom cast... so you didn't even make falling noise? Oh my god, this is this is tilting okay. me a little bit no, because no, like look. any other drop in the game, you can see the top, see that a person is about to drop, and then be like, "Oh, here they go." Whereas with this, you literally cannot tell from mid if a person is at like shoot itself. Well, yeah, so there but why would you? You can't see noise. the top. You can't see the bottom. Like you can't what? see the top from the bottom. You yeah, can't yeah. see the bottom like, from nobody, the top. Nobody dropping out of there knows whether or not I'm holding that. Like if you just drop out, sure. Like, I do this. I do this in deathmatch quite literally all the fucking time. I just jump down, and my gunfights go about oh fifty fifty. I'd say sometimes people are ready yeah. to take that duel. Sometimes people aren't. But like that's just because there's a stupid ass fucking spawn in the middle of holes in deathmatch. And I gotta fucking get out of there because I want to take gunfights. But yeah, just make just make it the same audible not like noise as you dropping from anywhere. I don't know why you need to have this extra audio cue. Yeah, okay. so you just, you just kind of gave the ammunition to defeat your own argument. If you in deathmatch win fifty percent of your fights dropping out of shoot already, mm. if there was no sound to it, you would win like eighty five percent of your fights. I'm not saying there's no sound. I'm saying people could steer still hear me dropping out of it. Yeah, but there's a huge difference between oh someone no, no, jumped no, 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 in this no, no, general but, okay, area, okay, but versus someone, oh someone went through shoot. Someone in mid is going to hear that I'm dropping down. It's the people in caves that might not hear me dropping down. That yeah, I think I also think it's too loud, and because like in a game, it's not a death match, right? Like it just yeah. gives a, a fuck ton of information. And is it going to be used still? No, even if it made no noise, like but. You know, it might be slightly more useful in certain scenarios to, to use it. You know, it's like oh almost never worth it to use the the shoot. Yeah, also, like... You guys Hunter, are capping so hard. Okay, Hunter, also, from your perspective, right? What I'm yeah. saying is, I win 50... Like, I, I stated in Deathmatch, I think I win around 50% of my gunfight yeah. dropping out of that, right? Now, I might be a bit of an anomaly, but I love taking 50-50 gunfights, because I've got a fucking ego. But you should not be taking 50-50 gunfights in a ranked game. That's that's just objectively the case. You you shouldn't do it if you can avoid it. Now, sure. if you're down numbers and you need something to turn the tide of a round, sure. But point being, if you're if dropping out of that is guaranteed 50-50, you shouldn't fucking do it in a ranked game. Well, th Ergo, I think the big difference with that is... Why the fuck would you ever drop through there? The key difference with that is that in a deathmatch, given the way the spawns on Breeze work, you know that if you drop through shoot, you're going to encounter another player in like 1.5 seconds if you move, you know, past down there. Whereas like in your, if you're in a ranked game, either you're going to go through shoot and encounter three of the enemy team or you're going to encounter, encounter no one and they're not anywhere nearby or you're going to see no one because they're all just like, you know, yeah, uh, nearby sure. enough to hear you and then they swing you and you die okay. but like 
Yeah. Okay. Here's the other thing that I that we haven't really touched that much on. But when I spawn in in halls in deathmatch, I get radar. So I know where people are when I drop out, and my gunfights are still 50-50. I fucking know where the hell you're standing. And it's right. a 50-50. Right? Like, there's no reason to ever drop through that as a defender in a ranked game. There there are a few reasons, but here's the thing. I don't I agree fully with both of you guys that it's kind of a dumb gimmick at the moment because it's so useless. However, the place where I disagree is like, oh, you could just remove the sound. It could just be the sound of you dropping down. Like, the sound of just, just the little sound of someone hitting the ground from a height is one that is so easy to lose if there's anything going on on your screen. Audio, no, because that's busted. If if, 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 if you're the offense... So far toward, like, attacker from barrier drop... If you, if you as an attacker have to constantly watch shoot so that you don't get wrecked by someone shooting three of you in the back as you push mid, that is a massive, massive buff to defenders. If there's no noise for shoot, Breeze, the the like overall win rate of Breeze shifts like 10 points to defenders just based off of that alone. Or does the meta change that you have to send someone halls if you're going to be pushing mid? So that yeah, well, someone then, doesn't sprint full down hall. Like, like oh, that's so what I'm saying. If, if, I'm standing in mid, if I'm standing in mid and you run down halls, I'm going to fucking hear that. Halls is loud as fuck. That's like I mean, sheet you metal just surfacing. walk down halls. And then well, that yeah, but not, not if you have someone watching it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just talking about the running down mm-hmm. halls. But, like, even if you have to commit someone to watching halls now, if you wanted to do a B mid slash main split, now you have to have someone A halls as well. You know, that limits your options quite a bit. Here's the other like, thing. If you drop down through that, yeah. if your name is not Jet, you're fucked. Like, maybe you get, like, you you kill one person, and then three people are going to have their guns trained on you. And in this current scenario, like, as we stated, if you just remove that metal thing, Jet's the only person that can immediately updraft to get back up there. Okay, let me let me let me break this down for you guys. As attackers, by the, when you hit mid pillar, you have to think about two things already. With one thing that you have to keep ready to go in the back of your mind, it's people swinging from mid doors, and then people swinging from roughly the top mid area. You could break that down into tunnels versus top mid versus elbow, but like realistically, you know, you can kind of swing them more or less at the same time. And then if you hear shoot, now you know that in addition to those two, you need to turn around real quick. But if you're an attacker pushing mid-pillar and you have to pay attention to someone pushing you from your right, from your front left, and from your direct behind, that is just absolutely insane. Like, there's n- that is just way too strong from the defender side. Because, like, yeah, as a defender, you don't know if someone's going to be looking there. But, like, you don't have to jump down there every round to just ruin the potential for the attackers to safely take mid. I mean, like, you can do it once to prove that you're willing to do it, and then they're going to be justifiably paranoid for every other round. Okay, well, if I'm if 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 I'm pushing A and we're pushing A site, then I have to be worried about left tit, right tit, the the cubby on the left stairs, bridge, under bridge, but not behind you, but not behind Uh, you. If you have your teammates there, and someone who ran down halls and 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 uh, jumped off on on the uh, thing behind you. It, it doesn't make any extra noise um, to, to jump down to sand. 
from 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 halls in this time period. So um, yeah, I mean, the the key thing about the key thing about this is that halls is so far removed from mid pillar in terms of walking there that this and this cuts off such a huge percentage of that. Like obviously, yeah, someone could have like wa- to go along with your line of reasoning, someone could have just walked like you know walked through halls and or ran through halls and flanked you through like like attacker spawn to mid. But the key thing about shoot is they can do it that much faster. Oh, I was saying attacker spawn to A. He's saying for whole like, No, I know A's. you're saying attacker spawn to A. I was just kind of caves, using yeah. your rationale here. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, you could get flanked in caves. It's not, it's yeah, not, you could that, get much, flanked okay, it's not that much faster to drop down shoot than it is to jump out onto sand and, like, flank caves. No, I think I, I do understand there's a slight difference because you're immediately peaking the angle when you drop versus yeah. having to walk a little bit around the corner. But. Yeah, Still, and it's not it's not yeah. that big of a difference, and you have to deal with double the angles on site. Okay, and if you're pushing caves, for one, it's much less of an inconvenience to have someone peek halls, and you're likely going to have some sort of flank utility as well Ooh, that's going but, to catch the person pushing out. All right, halls. but here's the thing: if I peek halls, right, and I want to join my team yeah. mid, I can just drop down shoot. If I'm an attacker sure. and I want to hold yeah. somebody from just flanking us really quick through halls. I can hold that, and then I can rejoin my team for whatever our exec's going to be. Like, what do you yeah. mean? What do you mean that that's more removed from mid to have somebody there versus if you're if you're pushing caves to have somebody halls? If you're pushing, I'm caves talking. I'm talking about the distance. It's way more removed. I'm talking about the distance walking, not including going through shoot between you know the rope of halls to caves versus the rope of halls to mid pillar. If you had to walk there, yeah, that's that's would, what I'm talking about. Why, why not just drop down? I know my team's in mid. Why would I no, walk all the way around? My, my whole point is I was I was saying that shoot is different because Chase was basically saying, which I understand where he's coming from, is why are you so worried about getting flanked from shoot when you can get flanked from anywhere just as of just based on a normal flank? Mm-hmm. It's just a flank. And I'm saying, no, it's a, it's a very expedited flank that requires the attacking team to have map control in a significantly different area of the map in order to prevent rather than just directly behind them. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that shoot adds a unique dynamic to how you have to watch your flank. That is really difficult. Good. If, yeah. I'm saying maybe, maybe it'll actually be used and it'll be interesting. Like you would change the way that you play your yeah, mid pushes you would. here. You would have to, and that's yeah. You would the, change the way you're trying by not do. fucking pushing mid because you wouldn't be able to. Well, sorry, no, no, sorry, that, go that ahead. I very much disagree with. <laughs> yeah, no, like... because Cast was just saying like you you send yeah. someone you send someone halls, and you're saying oh, but then you're you're spreading out too much. You don't have like a, for a to get onto like B, you know. Um, yeah, but then as Cast said, if nobody's halls, then you just drop down shoot as the attacker, and then you're in mid with the with the other two people, and then you have a three two split to be again right like and and you're already confident that nobody's halls because you were just there yeah and also i'm probably lurking somewhere on the map anyway it might as well be halls (laughs) um yeah i mean okay i like lurking through halls as well as viper i lurk far more than on other maps so yeah i actually hate actually hate lurking through halls but that's a different Mm. uh that's a different scenario um Either way, I was going to say, outside of the slight caveat being, I don't like the way shoot is currently included, I like mid yeah. on Breeze. I think mid on Breeze is good map design. Right? I think nest is not oppressive. At all. Because it's, like, I hate opping from nest. 
because with an opscope, your your field of view is rather limited, and to properly hold one of the two sides of pillar, I can't hold the other. You can't hold both sides of that pillar at once because of those other boxes that are there. And those boxes are there, so a, yeah. well, presumably not an omen, because it takes too long to TP up there, but like, you know, a, a jet or raise could get on top of those and get a peek from that angle too. Um, I think that nest is not oppressive for looking down mid the same sure. way that say, I don't know, let's talk about split here, like vents and split, like that one angle that you could just stare through mid in was fucking oppressive. Um, you were basically forced to smoke that off every round. Yeah. I, I, I think that mid on breeze is very well constructed with the slight caveat being, I don't like shoot. I don't think the sites are as well constructed. I think the choke point to get onto B is a bit too tight. And I think splitting onto B by going through elbow into tunnels is too risky because there's, you need way too much map control to be able to reliably do that. And you also need to smoke off nest, which if you're playing with a viper, unless your viper has a god tier orb lineup to smoke off nest, you probably don't have another smokes player on your team. So I think splitting onto B is a bit convoluted and opens yourself up to too many angles. And I think that A is, as we've, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but I think A is just fucking, here's the meta strat, do it. If you don't do it, you're, you you don't take A. So I think A is boring. But I love well, I mean, mid. Mid is great. I'm saying change the two sites, keep mid, make the map a bit more interesting, and take it out of the pool to give yourself time to do that. Yeah, Cass, to give your, to, to go back to your example of the B split, I agree that mid on Breeze currently is very interesting in the different options you have for it. And an option that you might not be considering, and you might not be considering it because it might be tough to coordinate this in a ranked game. But if you want to do a B split, you could do two B main, two elbow to the top, and then you have one person pushing up mid and dealing with either peaking top mid or tunnels while you're peaking mid doors from elbow or the opposite where they the person in mid goes around the left side of pillar and peaks mid doors to hold that while you're clearing tunnels and top mid and you know what you know would really mess that up if you could just easily just sneak down shoot it's making, not sneaking making, it's not sneaking down if there's shoot. any sort of gunfire or utility going off you are not going to be able to notice the sound of a single person making footfall. Hey, you won't. They got good time. Straight up, they they made a good play. They got good time. If they were yeah, but, in but the holes, as you're already saying, it's hard to be split. The, the, there is one way to do it, which is difficult, but could yield results, which is to have one person go mid and then yeah, two I'm two otherwise, and that's going to be unviable. If shoot, not if you change the fucking map design. What? Oh, oh, you're saying change. Oh, oh, I'm oh, saying okay, change okay. the fucking map design. I see. You, you, you're just okay. Okay, I see. Well, I will give up the shoot thing, and I'll put this in a poll. Hopefully, there have been a couple times I've said I'll do a poll, and then haven't done it. Feel free to call me out on that in general. Uh, if I haven't done a poll, I'll make it. But or just definitely make the poll yourself. Poll, so help me yeah. God. Yes, yes, that's even better. That saves me work. So please do. Okay, it. basically, I'm saying I'd like them to remove breeze. Hunter and put it back in the disagree. workshop. Yes. What would you remove? 
because I think Chase is with me on removing Breeze. Oh, well, I'd remove uh, Breeze and Pearl because those are my oh, two oh. lowest win rate maps. But. Yeah, to be honest, I'm actually okay with removing Breeze. <laughs> I actually don't disagree with you on that. I just think that your you guys' shoot idea is awful. <laughs> I, I, I am good with mixing up the way Breeze works. I just don't feel like the problems that you have said are the problems I would look at. Ah, oh, dude, I don't know. Shoot's cool. More likely, okay, more likely, I think yeah. uh, Bind will probably be removed. Oh, but I, I thought uh, Bind was a foregone conclusion. The other one, yes. I think Icebox is kind of likely. Really, I think it's. I think it's going to be Haven. Now, I'm oh, not, dude, I just I'm like not Haven. Happy I about Haven. So I'm saying, I, I I'm like saying, Haven. I, I'm not even considering Haven because I like Haven so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at my tracker; it's my highest ACS map. I I like Haven a lot. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think the question is: Do they go based off of? we're always going to remove like the oldest maps first with this rotation going forward, including this time, or are they going to go with, we're going to remove the maps that are the most controversial in the community in an effort to make them more universally liked. Because if they do that, then it's buying an ice box because those are the two mm-hmm. most controversial maps at the moment. Well, there's breeze, that breeze is much newer and breeze. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And fracture just got a lot of changes. I guess not necessarily, but I feel like it would be Icebox and Bind. Well, there's a third option, and it's what is the new map most similar to? Right, mm. yeah, true. Cause, That's a right, good point. Which is part of the reason why yeah. they claim they removed Split was because yeah. it had, had a lot of overlap in map design with Pearl. So, which I really don't think it does. I really don't think it does either. But I really think it. I really think it legitimately does. Well, we're going from my highest win rate map to my lowest. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Looking, oh, I rest my case. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. In in a somewhat yeah. ironic manner, I've actually been doing well on on Breeze this act. Pearl. It's got my you mean? no Breeze. It's got my highest ACS, highest oh, KD, nice. highest ADR. I fucking want that map gone. Oh wow, Breeze is actually my highest as well. This act. <laughs> my highest <laughs> is, is. Have I been playing with you? I guess we've been playing. Together I guess we've quite been playing bit. together. But like, I've been doing. My well highest on is Fracture, breeze. and then Breeze. I still want fucking Breeze out of there. Um, but no, okay. The reason why I'm thinking Haven is because, well, number one, it's been around for the longest. And number two, I think it's... Okay, so I, I, I think Bind is a foregone conclusion here. And then I think with with Haven, it doesn't necessarily need any map changes, at least... I don't think it needs any map changes, but I could see them wanting to add a new twist to that map because I think I think two of the sites are very well constructed, but B is a bit of a, well, we're going to hit B because we're on a save and we're hoping to just, you know, catch some people off guard, maybe just get spiked down as quick as possible, use some post-plant utility, maybe hide somebody up close with a shorty, get a couple cheeky kills. Like, I feel like you don't see Bree, or you don't see B-Site on Haven being utilized at the same rate as you do A and C. Yeah, I, I could deal, deal with some changes to, to B-Site. Yes, I feel like you are failing to consider one vitally important thing about Haven. And that's that if B site were as balanced and well constructed and 
quote unquote well constructed as A and C site, then the map would be overwhelmingly attacker sided. The whole point of it having three sites and the third site being difficult to consistently attack is what makes Haven not just win three rounds on defense and you're good to go. Because if, because like the whole point of B is it's a change of pace. You do B if you have a good strat for it or if it's going to catch the defenders off guard or, you know, you use it as an option when falling back from one of the other sites. It would just be far too, unless you wanted to make A and C harder to hit as like a counterbalance. If there are just three sites on a map that are equally, that are relatively balanced, that's a stupidly attacker-sided map. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I see that. And and I, I kind of brought that up earlier when I was like, yeah, A and, a and C, and then, oh yeah, and B's just there too. Right. But right, right, like, yeah. And it's supposed to be like that. Right. I You're mean, right. To, Hunter, to Hunter's benefit here, like, I mean, my attacking win rate on Haven is slightly better than my defensive win rate, but it's not drastically so. Yeah. But if you compare that to other maps, right? I think other maps, you've got a significantly better defensive win rate than you do attacking win rate. I don't think that's a stretch to say, right? Significantly better. Sorry, which one did you say? I'm saying on most other maps, you've got a significantly better defender side win rate than you do attacking. And I don't think that's like, I don't think that's a stretch. I think that's fairly consistent across the other maps in the pool. I personally do well on Haven attack, or sorry, not Haven, uh, Fracture attack, and maybe you could argue that Fracture, I mean, Fracture is also a more attacker-sided map. Um, I don't think it's a problem having Haven be slightly more attacker-sided, and like you're saying, if if B being too accessible um, and less convoluted makes it that much more attacker-sided, then you can make some changes to the other to the other sites as well, to perhaps give the defenders a bit more of an advantage. And, like, already the the defense has a considerable advantage down C-Long. Right? There, there's... I can think of one, two, three, four, five, six... I can think of six different places off the top of my head that, as a defender, you could be holding C-Long from. Whereas, there is one fucking place as an attacker you can peek C-Long from. The slight exception to that being an omen who can TP across the angle and not be heard TPing across the angle. And I suppose Yoru could do the same as well, but that seems like a bit of a waste of a Yoru TP. Um, oh, so you're acknowledging that Yoru TPs are valuable. Ooh, spicy take. I like it. Well, on second, wait, Yoru gets two of them, right? Yeah. On second thought, no, he can use one to get across that angle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but to go back to the idea of Haven being well-designed, I think the cool thing about Haven is that while, yes, the defense initially has that huge benefit of the variety in peaking C-Long, assuming that the defender is... Well, actually, I'm I'm even going to leave that caveat out. The defender holding C-Long is vulnerable, though, to someone pushing through garage if the offense is able to get garage. And basically any of those positions that are holding C long are very vulnerable to the garage long split. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you have that initial advantage, but then if your team doesn't hold on to garage, all of a sudden it becomes a disadvantage. And I think that's one of the, you know, that's an example of the good map design at work there. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I do think it's currently fairly well designed, but I'm, I'm just saying I wouldn't mind 
an update, making B a little bit more accessible, making A and C perhaps slightly harder to hit, um, and taking it out of the pool for an act to do that. I I like Haven. Don't get me wrong. I don't want them to take Haven out. I'm just saying that I think Haven's the most likely because of those aforementioned reasons. Yeah, I, I think I, it, it, if yeah. they bring in another map with three three sites, then yes. Well, I, don't <laughs> yeah, think, I, feel like... I don't think they're going to reuse that gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they they will either, but I, I could definitely see them taking one out that – an older one for sure. But mm-hmm. between which older ones um, could come down to just what they think is the most similar to the new one. I guess. I don't know. I just feel like Ascent is yeah. the equivalent of – Dust two or King's Row, like you. I feel like yeah. you can't. Like Ascent is the face of the game, map design wise. I feel like you can't pull Ascent. And now maybe later on in the history of this game, I think they could pull Ascent. But I think right now you can't pull that one. I will say, Cass. Bit of an aside here, but the current Call of Duty uh, Warzone features the map features a lot of other maps from other COD games that are like placed in the region so that you can like enter them just naturally as if they were, you know, a location within the greater map. And so at one point Alex and I were playing and he was like, Oh, this is the uh, dust two that Cass has referenced so much within the new Warzone map. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Now I can kind of see what it looks like <laughs> after hearing Cass talk about it all the time on podcast. I'm very, so, yeah. I'm very confused. I, that's because I don't understand how, wait, is this Warzone or? Yeah, this, well, this is DMZ that we were playing, yeah. uh, which is uses the same map as Warzone, but essentially it's like a sandy Middle Eastern setting. And as you like go through the map, there are roads connecting things and such. And you might uh, you might go to one end of the map where at a corner there's an airport, which is the airport from the original Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. And at like the northeast area in the middle of the desert, there's this like factory ish area, which is the Dust Two map. Are you sure? He, and like, are you sure he's not talking about Rust? Because Rust oh. is a sandy oh, 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 cloud map. Dust, Dust sorry, 2. Dust 2, you're talking about CSGO. Yeah, Dust 2 yeah. is from CS. Sorry, I thought you said Rust, and or no, I or I just no, got okay. confused. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I was conflating yeah. the two in my head, too, but then... Right, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, if, sorry. You could have said one or the other, and I would have thought nothing different in the right. entire conversation. <laughs> it was Rust. <laughs> yeah, it was the COD one. Not okay, It was not yeah, yeah, a map okay, from CSGO. Yeah. No, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, sorry. Dust 2 is CSGO, not Dust 2, Rust 2. So, okay. okay, my aside was just really random now. But anyway, back to what you were saying. Way, they I can't just, remove Ascent because it is it's the, the dust, too, of, of Valorant. Yeah, it's it's the face. And now, that being said, CS actually did just remove Dust 2 from their active map pool. Um, but Valorant's got, got what, like eight more years to go before they can remove yeah, Ascent? something like that. Pace? I feel like, I yeah. feel like Ascent needs to stay. So I feel like Haven's got to be the one on the chopping block. I would much rather see Ascent go than Haven. I, lo- I I love Haven with a passion. Yeah, likewise. I'd rather see Ascent go. I don't know. But, uh, I will say, my... though, I don't think Haven or Ascent is in need of any major changes. No, those are my two like, favorite maps. I think they're both really yeah. good. I don't want to see either of them go. I just think Haven's the most likely to go. Yeah, like, this goes back to the idea of taking out maps because they're controversial versus because they're old, and that split very clearly a lot of people felt like needed changes. But at some point, we could get to a scenario if Riot continues to 
listen to feedback and improve their map design where, you know, we're taking out maps that people like just for the sake of bringing in new ones. Yeah. That there is no changes yeah. to be made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or no significant ones. Yeah. Right. I can see that. I don't know. I, I, now I would like to see a one site map kind of in the exact opposite of Haven. And you'd have to make it attacker sighted for it to be fair because obviously the defense know where you're what, going. Yeah, what site you're hitting. Um, so I think you'd when have you say, to make it attacker sighted yeah. and then perhaps. What if it's add... one giant site? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe like it's, it's all technically like... connected and it's all plantable. Mm-hmm. That could work too. I don't. I think a one site map could be very interesting. And if you want to. Like, I... I find it honestly baffling that the person who is frustrated about the one site meta of Breeze is like, what we need is just one, a map that's just Breeze A site. No, but done like, well. What? Yeah, yeah but we're like, saying yeah. not, not where there's one way to attack it. Yeah, not with one strat. Yeah, but. I think if you have I, one, I one area in which you can plant on and a variety of interconnected web-like structures that lead you to this site, I think it would be very cool. It could offer, you know, it's, you make it a bit attacker sided, but then you give the defense good flank opportunities. And so like, you kind of got to be like, you know, it's like, okay, well getting bomb down is pretty easy, but then we have to hold this off. What are, what's our strategy for holding it off based on what we plant? And then how readily can attackers close that gap or how, sorry, how readily can the defenders close that gap on us for the retake? Like, I, I don't know. I think it, I think it could be interesting. I'm not so basically, saying... you're, so you're so you're not saying Breeze A site. You're saying Haven B site. The map, I, easy plant but hard to hold. All I'm saying is I don't have a good vision in mind for how this would work. I just like it as a conceptual idea. I see. I see. That's all I'm saying. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I could see it working, but like. Yeah. Uh, and it it it'd have to be done very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. I'm uh doubting whether that could actually be fun and not devolve into a certain meta taking place that then happens every single round because it's only one site, and all the defenders can be there. So it could be a defensive meta. All the attackers there. It it just seems like it would have to be, it would be really difficult for there not to be a lot of repetition. All right, well, I think what Chase is saying, like along the lines of what Chase is saying, is if you make that one site big enough and give enough variability in plant location and things like that, that you're offering up enough variety. I'm saying, like, yeah, sure, if you... Like, going off, like, what you initially said, Hunter, let's just say that we made this haven, except you can't plant C or A, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's going to be really fucking hard, because all the defenders know you're coming B. And it's like, sure, we need somebody watching B-Link, and we need somebody watching C-Link, but we can focus the majority of our attention on the people coming up to B. But if you have it such that, first of all, this site is in the middle of the map, so neither attackers nor defenders get access to it prior to barrier drop right like i i guess say take fountain in mid ascent as like 
the plant spot. Right? It's like neither team has access to site prior to barrier drop. And you have to push forward and gain control of that from both sides. I don't know. I, I think it could be interesting. You know, I, I guess I should avoid saying anything in case Riot comes up with some genius way to do this. But I have yet to kind of think of a way that it would be fun. Hmm. <laughs> like, I have no desire to play it on Fountain, not a set. I just, I'm just pulling shit out of my ass, right? You know, like, I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that they've created a map that could work for this, which is why I right, think it'd right. be cool if they did, you know? Yeah, um, I see what you're saying. It's, it's the vague, it's the idea. Yeah, the, it's the, the idea, idea you know? of yeah. a one-site map that I think would be cool. Mm-hmm. specifically one that neither spawn has access to prior to barrier drop. Yeah. So basically both sides are attacking to an extent. Yes. But yeah, uh, I don't know. That, that's all I got for map talk. I don't know if any of you guys have any closing remarks on that. Yeah, not, not particularly. I think we, uh, we pretty much exhausted the, uh, the breeze talk, but, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've done that plenty because we fucking hate that map. So, yeah. All right. Well, as far as closing remarks go, uh, apparently Valorant's now in the Xbox Store. I don't give a shit. It's on the store. Yeah. Does that mean you can play it on? No. Xbox apparently it's going to be. Or... Apparently it's going to be releasing this December or some point during the winter season for console. Yeah. Now, so long as you keep the yeah. player bases separate, I think that's cool. I don't want any fucking aim assist. Yeah, I would be shocked that's... if they don't keep the player bases separate. That would be such yeah. a huge blunder. I know. I think you could have crossplay between like Xbox and PS5 or whatever yeah. it is. Like that. That that's fine. Just like, or say if hey you want to crossplay with PC, you don't get aim assist, and you're gonna play on a controller. That's fine. Or if you want to hook up, that's a mouse, up to you. Yeah. If you want to hook up a mouse and keyboard, um, and use mouse and keyboard. Just you don't own a computer, you own a PS5, and you're going to hook that up and use that as your computer. Like, hey, go for it. More people playing the game. I think that's great. That's about all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to say shout out for to uh, Mike from Valleaks for uh, zero information this time. Um, that we managed to make a whole future. podcast about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, while we're doing shout-outs, genuine shout-out to... Uh, it was very touching to see uh, uh, people sharing in the Discord about how um, in Spotify Wrapped that we were up there in the podcast of y'all listening. Like, that's uh, super cool. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. It's awesome. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I was well, wondering when I looked at my rap this morning and I was like, oh, I wonder if anyone's got us up at the top. And and then I went to the Discord and people did. So that, that was uh, sick to see. Oh, wow, I, I I'm just looking through that right now. Like, first of all, I didn't realize Spotify Wrapped was out. Um, up to go check that out. Although, I'm probably somewhat embarrassed about my Spotify Wrap, and let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. I didn't realize. Like, do they show podcasts for everyone? Because I don't really listen to podcasts on Spotify. I mean, if you've listened to a podcast on Spotify, I'm sure they'd show it. But okay, I have listened to an episode of Drunk Valorant on Spotify at one point. I, I doubt it. I don't I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess you'll see. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fair enough. Um, well, Chase, you want to wrap us up here in a yeah. present, pres, presently manner? No, that doesn't sound right. Anyway. Fuck, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll with you later. <laughs>